What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash malicious compliance. Kind of a slow and easy day today. We did some, uh, we cut up some watermelon. We pickled the rinds. Well, we started pickling the rinds, making some, uh, chicken soup, chicken and vegetable soup that we're going to can tonight, uh, preserve. And, uh, yeah, just kind of getting some stuff done around the house. But while I've got a break, let's do some malicious compliance. Victim of my own, absolutely under no exception, policy. In my company, the employees have the habit of changing the specs of jobs without asking approval of the client or the boss, me. Like changing the material because they think it's better this way. The customer doesn't really know what they want. This led to many partial or full refunds to customers, plus bad reviews on Google, because asked A and got B. At the nth partial refund, I wrote an angry email to everyone. From today, everyone must follow the original order form to the letter. No changes, with absolutely no exception. If a customer asks A, even if it is clearly wrong, it's not allowed to silently change to B. The day after a new customer asked A, which didn't fit the media, I explained by email that A doesn't fit, so I'll change with B. They replied, perfect, thank you very much, sorry I didn't know the difference, just googled the specs. So I updated the order form. Enter Daniel the Smartass. He knows that in Italy, employees cannot be billed for mistakes, even if intentional, and can't be fired on a whim or a small mistake. So he thought it would be funny to follow my instruction to the letter and intentionally made the order with the original, wrong specs. Must follow the original order to the letter, no changes under no circumstances with absolutely no exception, he said, smiling. And for the nth plus one time, I had to issue a partial refund to the customer. I find that, especially with kids, uh, you know, in the workplace it's going to happen, but... You know, at home is where it really hits you hard. I've found that with the kids, uh, they're often going to make you eat your words. It's just going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. You're going to say dumb stuff, and they're going to throw it right back in your face. It's funny. They can't remember math facts, but they can remember that. Mm -hmm. You have to pay at this machine. It legitimately pains me to write this one because I love this barbershop. My barbershop. I go here all the time along with my sons. Always great haircuts. Always. Today's malicious compliance has to do with trying to simply pay the bill. One gentleman gave me my recently updated cable from the Deadpool 2 undercut. Great as usual. My son got his crazy 16-year-old cut. His cut took a lot longer. Like three more people got theirs cut than mine, so I waited until both of ours were done to pay. Then it was time to pay as my son walked towards me. I checked his cut out with cash in hand as I heard a man yelling, Sir! Sir! Hey, you need to effing pay! Okay. I started to walk towards him with my clearly visible cash, but he wasn't looking at me. He said, you can't not pay. You come over here and pay right now. I tried handing him cash. He slapped it out of my hand. Like assault slapped my hand so hard two of the bills fell out. Then he said, you need to pay at this machine, slapping his hand hard on the machine. I was pissed at this point and embarrassed because I could feel the awkwardness in the air. Enter malicious compliance. I was livid, according to a forgotten comedian that's four degrees past pissed. I decided, hand still stinging, I'm choosing today to stick up for myself. I slapped my money the way he slapped my hand directly on his machine. I kept picking the machine up, scanner, to look for a hole to put my cash into. I tried flattening it, bending it, folding it, whatever it took to shove this money into that machine. I really hammed it up, a la OJ Simpson sticking his tongue out trying to put a glove on. Then it finally happened. The man finally lost his mind. Why did you not tell me it was cash? Why? Why? I could have argued. I just stood there staring, knowing he would spin himself into a tizzy. 
He totally did, but not in the way I could have expected. He ripped my money, threw it in the air, yelled and walked away, pushing barber's chairs that other people were sitting in. Everyone was yelling back at him. It would have been more entertaining if I wasn't worried this dude was going to end up in handcuffs by the day's end. I didn't stay around to find out. And yeah, both barbers got an $8 tip. They have to sweep it up now, though. To those who will most assuredly ask, I have decided not to press charges as of yet. I really have no intention of doing so. I really have no idea if I'm going back. Maybe I'll make a joke of it, waving my cash in the air upon entry. The other barbers there really didn't seem to react in a way that indicated this was anything new. Update. How the turntables. So I go back and forth about what to do because we've been coming to this barber exclusively for the last eight months or so. Minus an occasional touch-up here and there at Great Clips. Yeah, yeah, I know. I decided to call in. Well, I don't know what I was going to say or even start. Luckily, I didn't have to say much. As soon as the barber answered, not the angry one, he was all apologies. Profusely apologizing. Ever since Oma passed, our father had not been the same, and we've talked about this with him. We've talked about this with him at length. He added a bunch of other age-related excuses that garnered my sympathy and made me look at things in a new light. Well, the light has been shining the whole time, I just had my eyes opened, I suppose. I should have seen the clues. He took five times as long, easily as everybody else. They have his chair way back in the corner away from the front window. There were signs I clearly ignored. Being an aged individual myself, I didn't want to pigeonhole this guy based on his salt and pepper hair, but I should have taken a step back instead of clapping back at a 60-plus-year-old. I'm definitely chalking this one up as a mulligan for both of us. Oh, I don't think so. Listen, loss is hard. Life is hard. Business is hard. Some days, you're just going to feel like total crap and rotten. I get it. That does not give you an excuse to start screaming at people and being unreasonable and and slapping somebody's hand. I don't... Shoot. Salt and pepper my ass. Slap my hand and see if I don't take a couple of them false teeth out of your head. Mm. Yeah, that's that's just not cool at all. I don't care. I can give anybody a pass for a bad day. Okay? A little snippy here, a little snippy there. Fine. I can overlook that. But when you start screaming and berating my kid, first of all, and second of all, putting your hands on me, game over. My boyfriend's loophole to me, asking him to compliment me more. My boyfriend and I have been going through a rough patch. I asked him months ago if he could compliment me a little bit more because it makes me happy. So now he says, hello, beautiful, every day when he comes home, in the same voice that he uses to greet the cat. He even looks at the cat while saying it. I'm pretty sure he's talking to the cat at this point, lamau. And if I bring it up again, his reply will be, I compliment you every day. Nah, brah, you're complimenting the cat. She's pretty beautiful, though. I don't blame him. Edited to add cat tax because I love her little face. Well, this guy sounds like a jackass, quite honestly. I don't know the context. I don't know your discussions or arguments before you made this request. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm either going to do what my wife asks me to do or not do it. I'm not going to play games and, you know, start, you know, manipulating and things like that. And talk. I mean, if I'm talking to the cat, I'm talking to the cat. If I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. Uh, yeah, this doesn't sound like it's going to go very far, but hey, you never know. This sub inspired me to deal with an annoying client. Let me give you some context for this story. I own a small retail business, but I mostly do service work in the workshop attached to the retail shop. I've got a client that's been coming in for about three years. He's been in a problem since day one. He always looks for something to complain about. Every job I've ever done for him, he asks me to redo part of it or acts unsatisfied with my labor. He keeps coming back though, so I must be doing something right. I won't fault the guy for being a perfectionist, but he also complains about my prices and always tries to argue items on his invoice. 
I shouldn't have to pay that, blah, blah, blah. He wants to be treated like a VIP client, but all my VIP clients pay what I charge without question. Some even tip me or insist on paying more than what I invoiced. On top of all that, he's just generally unpleasant to deal with. He's a cranky old curmudgeon. I've actually been planning on firing him as a client for a while now. I've got more work than I can handle, so why should I deal with this unpleasant grump who acts like a cheap ass? Anyway, here's where the malicious compliance comes into play. I sent him an email yesterday saying that his project was nearly finished and to expect an invoice shortly. He sent a rude response insisting that I format the invoice a specific way. He wants every bit of work I did on an individual line with the time I spent plus the labor cost. He ended the email with details, details, details. I charge an hourly rate, but when I invoice, I don't actually charge people for the full amount of time I spent on the project. I deliberately overlook things or condense the time spent to keep my prices fair and reasonable. Not this time. I followed his instructions and formatted the invoice exactly how he asked. I billed him for every single minute. I'm charging him damn near double what I would have normally charged. I can just picture steam shooting out of his ears when he reads it. I'm going to stand my ground on this one. He might get pissed, but the worst he could do is never come back, which is what I want anyway. You know, I've kind of alluded to this before. I'm a cheap ass. Certified, born and raised, I am cheap. But there's a difference. I don't expect a deal. I may ask for one occasionally, or I may ask if there's something else I can do in lieu of making that particular repair because I'd like to save a few bucks this week, whatever. But, you know, if I need something done, the, the point is your price is your price. And if I have to pay it, I have to pay it. I'm not going to complain about it. Now, if I see something weird and funky on the invoice or the bill, I may question it. But if, if I'm questioning something on, wow, there's two cats in here floating around. Now, if I question something on every single bill, then I'm the problem. If I have a problem with every repair, I'm the problem. Because even if you're doing something wrong and I stay around that long, that means I'm the problem because I stayed. So, yeah. Get rid of the guy. Just be honest with him. See, I don't want you back. Here's your invoice. You pay it or I'll take you to court. Don't come back anymore. Subway Ops Manager. You can't get rid of it. You have to use that no matter what. Vague title, but shout out to all my Subway friends. Our story begins at a previous job. Subway. Oh, would have never guessed. One of our sister stores had shut down and they were offloading various equipment to other stores. We ended up getting their bread rack. These things aren't the biggest, but we didn't have a big store and we already had one. So we had this overflowing back room with two bread racks, one partially blocking the fire exit. I was getting more and more annoyed when finally, a few days later, I asked him one more time, so we absolutely have to use it? And Bob, the manager, Looks at me like I ate crayons for breakfast and said, I already told you that. Well, if I have to use it, I was never told how I had to use it. Cue malicious compliance. I waited until Bob left for the day. Then the fun began. For starters, I made a spot against the wall that would fit our bread rack. I unscrewed the glass door and took out all the shelving units. Then even the metal guide racks on the sides. I then threw in some empty bread trays and a few of the guide racks back and converted it from a bread rack to a miscellaneous storage rack. It actually looked pretty good. Bob wasn't back around to our store for another few days, but when he returned... Bob goes to the back, starts doing his weekly checklist, and then stops at the bread rack turned storage cabinet. He turns around and goes, Who the hell did this? My coworker and I shared a very cheeky grin. I owned it and said, I did. He asks why, looking all the world like he was ready to write me up. I politely informed Bob that I had asked to get rid of it. He had told me multiple times to use the bread rack no matter what. He shakes his head in disappointment and goes back to his list and we go back to our usual sandwich shenanigans. 
A few days later, our impromptu storage rack had inexplicably disappeared, and Bob was much more careful about how he chose his wording from then on. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one. I mean, my kids would do that kind of stuff to me, but I would have been more specific. Yes, you need to use it, but I would also know whether or not my store had the size, like the capacity to hold it, uh, the volume of sales to warrant having a second bread rack. It doesn't sound like Bob knows his store very well, but anyway, you did what you did. You didn't get written up or fired, and uh, Bob got the message. It's a win-win-win. Want to report suspicious mail? Okay. This happened during 2022 till March of 2023. I was working for a large corporation as a remote employee, and the employer had a highly active cyber head of security. He tested us time and time again to see who would fall for one, and then make them do an online course. Middle of 2022, I started getting instructions that I must go through online training with a link to the course, but the sender had a different domain of the company used, so I flagged it as spam per instructions. The emails kept coming monthly, and I flagged them according to policy. March 2023, I haven't visited the main office for nearly a year. I got a message from the same sender telling me that my company access card has been blocked until I completed the trainings, so I flagged it as well. But I became suspicious, so I entered the company's new portal and clicked on the training page, which forwarded me to that domain. Yeah, see, I love it when people try to set you up by sending you things to see if they can trip you up and make you do the trainings. And, and I get it. You got to do that sometimes to make sure that people are aware and they're thinking. Well, if you're going to send people things that look official, but they're coming from a completely different domain, then uh, yeah, what do you expect? Dinguses. I guarantee you, too, that they didn't share with the rest of the company that that is their domain and that those messages may be coming in from the other half of their company or whatever. It's just dumb. Oh, look, nickel. I did exactly what she asked me to do. This happened about a year ago. I was working at an electronics store and was pretty new. One day, a lady, funny enough with a Karen haircut, came in looking for a laptop. After I helped her find the right model, I checked to see if we still had it in stock. Since it was sold out at our store, I told her I could look up if any stores in the area had it or the version with more capacity. Sadly, only a store in a different city, roughly two hours away, had it. While I was looking up possible locations for the other version, I told her that only the store in the other city had that specific model, but I was checking for the version with more gigabytes. She was furious and in an ironic tone yelled, Sure, two hours is nothing for an effing laptop. Why don't you just look up the store furthest away from here and maybe on the way back I can take a reroute for an extra hour or two so I can get a laptop cover. I guess it's pretty obvious what I did next. I'm sorry to say the lady didn't find it very amusing and left as soon as I said the name of the city furthest away that still had both versions in stock. So she obviously wasn't really listening fully to what you were saying or what you were trying to do. And, you know, that's may or may not be part of the reason she had no appreciation for it either. Uh, she may not have appreciated it even if she did understand what she said, but uh, good for you, man. Oh, look, it says this store has one in Anaheim, but we're in New York. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, hey, guys, thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you enjoyed the video or podcast, whichever you're on. Do me a favor. If you did enjoy it, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment down below, share with your friends, and uh, give us a rating if you're on the podcast format. All right, till the next one, see ya.